I mentioned that in Oklahoma, uh, the um, children who are on the side of the lie want to remove the Ten Commandments from the state capitol uh, there in Oklahoma. The children who are on the side of the truth are fighting against that. I have back with me Andrew Seidel. Uh, he is an attorney for Freedom from Religion Foundation. Thanks for having me on again, Jesse. I appreciate you coming back, man. You, uh, he, you were with us last weekend debating Florida Port County Sheriff Grady Judd preaching in uniform. And uh, this week, you wrote an open letter, Andrew, to Oklahoma Attorney General Scott Pruitt on That's the uh, Ten Commandments. But first, just so the folks would know, understand, maybe they were not listening last week when you were here. You are an atheist, right? That's correct. I am an atheist. I do not believe in God. No heaven, no hell. None of that. And, and, and why is it that you don't believe in that? Um, reason, logic. Um, there are many, many religions in this world. They're mutually exclusive, and the best position is that none of them are true. Um, I've looked at all the evidence that supposedly exists for a god, and I find it completely irrelevant and lacking and just falling short of anything that could be considered, yes, there is a god. Are you 100% so, sure that there is no god? Well, my belief right now is that there is no evidence to suggest there is a god, so... I believe there is no God. If that were to change, if somebody were to actually present evidence, not, say, a 2,000-year-old book that says a guy happened to rise from the dead, then I might believe it. Um, I, could be con I could be swayed. I have an open mind. So um, you're there's the, just no evidence that I've seen so far. So you're an agnostic. You're not an atheist. No, I'm both, actually. So agnostic is a term of knowledge, uh, and atheism is a term of belief. Um, so I lack a belief in a God, therefore I'm an atheist. I also say that there's not enough knowledge to ever prove that there is no God. Therefore, I'm an agnostic as well. Um, but, but, but there are I, atheists who don't believe that there is a God, period. Right? Yes. They're, okay. they're probably, I mean, they're pretty, far, they're pretty few and far between. Uh, most people who consider themselves atheists say they lack a belief in a, in a God or they don't have a belief in a God right now. And if there was evidence presented to the contrary, they would change their minds. And um, what in do you fact, think that's of, almost all I know. What do you think of those who, atheists who believe absolutely that there is no God? What do you think of those people? Uh, you know, I, I don't actually know. I was thinking about it as I was answering it. I don't know that I've ever met one. Uh, and I don't like to... to uh, make comments about people that I don't know or have never met. Uh, but I mean, I would encourage everybody to, to have an open mind. Um, you know, if you have a doubt about a belief and this goes for your listeners as well, you know, follow up on that doubt, examine it, read the positions that are opposed to your belief, not just the ones that agree with you and see what they say and make up your own mind about these things. Have you uh, ever taught with many atheists who have uh, changed their minds and believe there is a God? Uh, no, there's only there's a very few people that go back to religious belief after coming to atheism. However, I've talked to a many, many who were religious and came to atheism, including a number of, like yourself, preachers. Uh, in fact, the co-president of our organization, Dan Barker, was an evangelical preacher for a number of years before he became an atheist. Good friend of mine, Jerry DeWitt, also a Pentecostal preacher down in Louisiana for a long time, who became an atheist. Well, those people were not real. They were just preachers and namesake. They were not called by God. 
Oh, I, I would. Their I, mama, their mama called them to preach. With you. I, they would disagree with you. And I would, I mean, you can go read their biographies if you want to learn more about it. Dan wrote a book called Godless. Uh, and Jerry DeWitt wrote a book called Hope After Faith. Right, but still, really they believe in God. They believed about him. You cannot believe in God and then turn away from that and become a complete atheist. It oh, does, sure you, it doesn't oh, sure work. You no, you believe oh, about him. You don't no, no. believe in him. No, no, I don't think you can tell people what they believe and don't believe. You tried to do that last time. You tried to tell me I was an empty shell. You were wrong then and you're wrong Atheists now. Atheists are empty shells. No, no. You think they are. No, I know for sure. You have absolute, no, you have absolutely no idea how I live my life. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that you are incorrect. In fact, the people that have listened to you say that have laughed quite a bit at your ignorance on that subject. Well, that's, that's, that doesn't mean that the subject, what I said is not true oh, because does. they laughed no, at it. No, I mean, it is absolutely true that you do not know how atheists live their life. And to call them empty shells on your part is simply ignorance married to arrogance. Well, uh, atheists are empty in that they don't have God in them, but they do have the spirit of the prince of darkness within them. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. I, there is no God shaped hole in people that needs to be filled. Uh, the only God is forced on people when they're young. That's how people come to accept a belief in God. Let you know, me, if if there were if there were no religious institutions that enforced, say, the Fourth Commandment, the Sabbath, which is thankfully being removed from the Oklahoma Capitol grounds, you know, there there wouldn't be this constant weekly reinforcement of this, you know, uniting delusion. And without that, there would be far less religious people in this nation and in this world than there are right now. Atheists are very empty, insecure. Um, they, Again, you're talking about what you don't and, know. And, and that's why they, like radical homosexuals, they're <laughs> always mocking people. They're always attacking because if they had peace and was secure within themselves, they would not attack the uh, uh, Ten Commandments, so they wouldn't attack Christians, but they well, would try to get rid of anything that reminds them that they are wrong and that they are empty. Well, that's it's an interesting point that you're you're raising, and to the extent that religion does not let us. So, for instance, we're not trying to put up a monument on the Oklahoma Capitol grounds on our own. Uh, the only groups that are doing that are doing it in response to the Christians pushing their religion on everybody else. They're not and pushing trying, it on anyone. Uh, Atheists are pushing their non-religion on the Christians, and the Christians are just fighting back. Like I'm the sorry. radical homosexuals are pushing their empty lifestyle on the Christians, and they are fighting Jesse, back. Jesse, using government property to promote your personal religion or using your government office to promote your personal religion is absolutely an abuse of power that is pushing your religion on other people. If Christians didn't do that, FFRF would not exist as an organization. I don't have a problem with people being believers. I happen to think they have a bad idea and that it's not right. But if they keep that idea to themselves and don't use our government to promote it, we wouldn't have a problem. But, but you're promoting atheism. Absolutely not. By you saying are. That, by saying that the Oklahoma government can't have a Ten Commandments monument on the Capitol lawn, by saying that there should be no religion whatsoever, isn't saying that there should be atheism. If we were to go in there and say, put up a monument. But you're that promoting says, that. You're going to the government. You're saying, look, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. And I don't <laughs> like the fact that the Ten Commandments is there because it reminds me that there is a God. 
Why don't no, you just that's, walk that's past the? All well, you have to on. do is walk past the Ten Commandments and not look at it. You don't have to hang, look at it. Hang on, do you have to look at it when you walk past? Hang on, you're incorrect because no. First, answer that question. Do you have Jesse, to look at it? Can't you Jesse, just ignore it? Jesse, the First Amendment guarantees us a secular government, and it doesn't allow one religion to be favored by that government in the face of every other one. Let me take a break. I'm Skyping with Andrew. I'm looking at him right now. I know, and I can't see you. I uh, know. Next time you will. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is a young man who has been deceived. And it's sad because he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> Back in a moment, folks. It is Thursday slash Friday, two for the price of one. We're talking about the Ten Commandments. Uh, there is an effort there in uh, Oklahoma by the children of darkness to have the Ten Commandments removed from the state capitol. I'm Skyping with um, Andrew Seidel. How you doing? And Andrew is one of those who want the Ten Commandments removed. He is an atheist. Before I get to the Ten Commandments, let me just ask one other question. Um, is Christianity uh, an, is it an oppressive religion? I think so in many ways, yes. And give me a couple of examples of how it is. Uh, I mean, I guess the biggest one that I, the biggest problem that I have, well, there's two that I have. Um, first, it's founded on the idea the idea of vicarious redemption through human sacrifice, right? So the idea is that Jesus died for your sins. Um, you are inherently a guilty person, and that the murder of this innocent person two thousand years ago absolves you of your personal responsibility. To me, that is a repugnant, repellent idea. But how is that oppressive, though? You don't have to do that. You don't have to believe it. The idea and you don't, itself. And you don't have to do it. You don't go to jail for not doing it. How is that oppressive? The idea itself is oppressive. It's an insidious idea that many, many Americans believe in, and it makes them believe that they are these terrible, awful people that aren't at heart good uh, and that they need saving. When, in fact, all they need to do is rely on their own reason and love, and they would be just fine. Do you, so what you're saying is that the atheists and the radical homosexuals and others, their minds are so weak that they can't even handle an idea that Christians believe in? You really like the term radical homosexuals, don't you? You seem a little preoccupied with no, it. No, answer that question. Are you saying that their minds are so weak that they can't even handle this idea that there is a group of people who believe something that I don't, it messes with their mind, their mind is so weak? No, I think that's a little bit of an incoherent question. How is that? You said the idea of it. You mean think? No, the very idea of vicarious redemption through human sacrifice is an oppressive idea. And if you accept that idea... But how is it an oppressive idea? idea? It's not impressive to me. Yeah, if you accept that idea, you are severely limiting yourself. You're saying that you are less than everybody else and that you need a savior. But why would that bother someone else, what I believe? I, you believe whatever you want to believe. Just but keep why it would you be oppressed just, by that, though? Just keep it off government property. But, I'm not saying I'm oppressed. I'm saying that but you, you asked if Christianity was oppressive, but, and I said, yes, here's why. But that's not if a good like example, because you're not forced to believe it. Is I, there, I mean, give me another oppressive example. I think the other one of the other big problems that I have with religion is, in particular, Christianity, um, is that it perverts love. Perverts it says, love, absolutely. It in says that way? you have to love. 
it says that you have to love God more than you love your children, more than you love your family. Uh, if you know, here's a good example actually of it. I was at a Catholic wedding not too long ago, uh, and during the the wedding ceremony, when two people are promising to spend their lives together as equal partners and take on the world, the priest mentioned the church and Jesus five times more than he mentioned the couple. It was not about them. It was about this other imaginary being being injected into their relationship. Um, and so the way that re religion perverts love, um, I find incredibly both offensive and, and oppressive as well. When you say partner at a wedding getting married, was it two men getting married or two women? Uh, it was a man and a woman. Oh, those uh, are not partners. Those are husband and wife. Again, that, that's know, a I, husband and wife. Jesse, have you, methinks the lady doth protest too much. You know, you seem very preoccupied. No, we have. To, I have to correct stuff. you guys because you're off track. And I love you enough to tell you the truth, <laughs> as Donald Trump is telling the truth to the country right now, well, I mean, in look, hope talk, that you will hear the truth and have a change of heart. Well, we talked about this last time. My wife is my partner in life. We are a team. We go through oh, life. Of course. Together. Absolutely. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean... Did you know... Are you a liberal? The best way to have a marriage. Are you a liberal? Proud liberal. Did you know that real men are not liberals? I think that's an idiotic statement. No, no, no. It's absolutely... A real man is not a liberal. <laughs> I think a, a real man is an equal partner with his wife and no. not, afraid, uh -uh. Not, afraid of her, not afraid of her to the point where he feels he needs to own her in some way, shape, or form. That's not what a real man thinks. That's a I, liberal. I mean, that's the thinking of a liberal man because he doesn't think like a man. Uh -huh. Jesse, Jesse, if you think that men deserve to own women, and that's I never a said that men don't real men don't think women, and they they need women to obey them. Real men don't right. think that they own another human being. Liberal men think that way, and they think that that's how real men think. Jesse, a real man does not need a woman to obey him. Oh Lord, you're, let's you're, get to the Constitution. I mean, the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. I'm sorry. The Absolutely. Oklahoma Supreme Court ruled that the Ten Commandments monument must come down from the state capitol. Yeah. Um, are you happy about that? I mean, I think it was absolutely the right decision. Are you happy uh, about it? Yes, I, I'm always happy when the Constitution is upheld. And in this case, it's the Oklahoma State Constitution. But whenever judges remain faithful to the Constitution, as they did last Friday with the gay marriage decision, and as they did here in Oklahoma, I'm, of course, happy. I think everybody should be. And you don't take in consideration the folks who put it there, the 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 uh, mean, Christians who want it there. You your heart is so cold that you can care what they you can care less what they want. You just want what you want. So you're asking if I care about the people who violated the law? No, I'm asking if you care about the people who want who because that Ten Commandment in that particular location was a donation. It wasn't Absolutely. put there with tax dollars. Yeah, it was a donation, but the, the Oklahoma Constitution says no public money or property shall ever be appropriated, applied, donated, or used directly or indirectly for a religious purpose. It's very, very clear. This isn't a close case. And if those people want to donate a but, Ten Commandments monument, go for it. Just donate it to a church. So then while they supported atheism, atheism is a religion. Atheism is not a religion. It is atheism. a religion. You believe in it. Atheism is the lack Don't of you believe in it? Atheism is the lack of a belief in a God. But, it is not. But a that's still a belief in something. You believe in atheism. A, a, a belief is not a religion. That's you know, a I, religion. I believe, I believe that the sun is going to come up tomorrow, but that doesn't make me a sun worshiper. 
It's not a religion. I mean, it's it's a religion in the same way that not collecting stamps is a hobby or that bald is a hair color. Why can't you people is a sex position? Why can't you people just walk past the monument just as with the Confederate flag? You don't have to look at it. Just look well, away. Let me, let me ask if you, you don't like it. Don't look at it. If, answer that for me first. Why do you have to put it on public property? No, answer your, that. Then I'll, I'll answer that once you answer that. personal religious beliefs. Keep it in your church. Keep it on your public property. Why Don't can't you just not look at it? Why do you have to look at it? You can walk Jesse, past. Jesse, it's on government property. That property belongs to we, the people, all the people, not just the Christians. The, it's not your territory to mark up as you see fit. It belongs to everybody. The attorney general said that the Ten Commandments had a profound historical impact on the foundation of Western law. What do you say to that? It's an insubordinable statement. He is absolutely 100 percent wrong. How is he wrong? Well, I would encourage people to go read the open letter that I wrote to him, which he has yet to respond to, because, again, I don't think you can respond to it. But, you know, we talked about this a little bit last time on your show with a caller. Um, If you believe that the Ten Commandments are the foundation of Western law, the first question you have to answer is, which set of Ten Commandments are supposedly the foundation of Western law? Which set? Is it the Jewish set? Is it the Catholic set? Is it the evangelical set? Is it the set in Exodus 20, in Exodus 34? What about Deuteronomy 5 or Deuteronomy 27? Which set is so influential? When I come back, we're going to take some calls for you. 888-7753. 773, you said something in your open letter, and I want you to tell the folks when I come back how they can get or read your open letter. But you said something that was kind of, I just want to know where you smoking, um, <laughs> I'm medical marijuana at the time. <laughs> back in a moment, folks. The Oklahoma Supreme Court has ruled that the Ten Commandments monument must come down from the state capitol there. And uh, atheists are having a hissy fit, but this time enjoy about it. And I have one of those, and, and it's interesting, uh, Andrew Saito, you, you, you're a nice guy, but no God. I think you have a God and you don't, well, you are a part of a religion, you're part of an atheist religion, but you, uh, I think some of the Christianity that your parents passed on to you when you were young, <laughs> It's still there. You don't realize it. No, absolutely not. I, I think would, you're I pretending. You, I would encourage you to actually seek out some more atheists because, by and large, we are really lovely, fun, caring people. Uh, it's a really great group that I'm a part of. And so uh, is Satan a, when he's trying to deceive you. Not, uh-huh. not a religion. Not a religion. Just a really fun-loving, caring group of people. And it's not just atheists that are celebrating this victory in Oklahoma. It's anybody who cares about upholding the Constitution and the separation of state and church, which is a lot of Christians also, by the way. Let me ask, um, in your open letter, first tell the folks how they can read your open letter. Um, so our open letter, it's uh, on our Facebook page. You can see it there where you can go to ffrf.org. Uh, and then click on our blog. I believe that's where it's been posted. Um, I did send a copy to the attorney general also. I haven't heard any response from him yet. <laughs> In your open letter, I asked just before the break, were you smoking medical marijuana or something? <laughs> uh, Coffee uh, is my drug of choice. Oh, it is? Is, is yeah. your wife an atheist? She is. She actually works at the Freedom From Religion Foundation as well. Is it possible that I can interview her one day? 
Uh, yeah, I'm sure she'd be happy to come on oh, and uh, man. Straight, straighten you out about what it, all the ownership of women being the head of the household nonsense that you like to spout off. I'm sure she'd be I – would, I would honestly like to see that. So. Do, do you have children? We do. Oh, man. My heart goes out to your children. Mine too. They're really lovely. Because they have – and the reason, the in all seriousness, because they have a weak father and <laughs> the worst thing that a child can have in their lives – is a weak father or no father. And well, so, I pre- but I hope you change from that so that they can grow up and, and develop a sound mind, well, a this, hearty spirit, and a this, good life. He, he doesn't actually need your pity or condescension. He's got me and his mom, and we do quite a good job. So you can uh, keep that to yourself. Not as you. an atheist, you can't be doing a good job. I mean, I mean, again, you're just, again, speaking of which you know nothing. Atheist, that which you know nothing about. Atheists don't have love. I, you could not be more wrong. Again, no. I Jesse, am 100% about that. That's why, they, that's why they go for anything that's wrong. They are for anything that, that is right. They are against it because they don't have love. Well, Jesse, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. We actually have a purer form of love because there is no God poisoning it there is no religion forced in the mix of our marriage it's me and my wife loving each other and caring for each other no. and being 100 percent against the world together. you and your wife don't love one another you're using one another <laughs> well i mean you, the insights that, that you i have no doubt about that i have no doubt about that you and your wife do not love one another because um, you don't have love how can you love one another you're, you're atheists you don't have love I mean, again, Jesse, you just simply don't understand because you're so stuck in your blinded worldview. You can't possibly conceive of anybody loving anybody else outside of your narrow conception of this God who has risen from the dead. Once they force your or your money back, you don't have love. Your wife don't have love. You guys don't have love. Give me your money, buddy, because you're 100% wrong. <laughs> let, me, let me ask this to everybody that mama want to talk to you. You say <laughs> in your open letter, let's see here. Oh, you say that the Ten Commandments are about punishing innocent children, blessing slavery, denigrating women. Explain Absolutely. that. But first um, of all, were you high when you wrote this? I mean, I was reading the Bible. Had you uh, been smoking and, in a pot of marijuana when you wrote this? Uh, well, again, co- coffee is my drug of choice. Okay, you uh, have right. coffee. Go ahead. Explain so, that. So, again, it depends on which Ten Commandments you're looking at, because there are four different sets in any Bible. But if you look at, say, the Fourth Commandment about the Sabbath, it talks about not having your slaves work. If you look at the Tenth Commandment, it says don't covet your neighbor's slaves. It also says don't covet your neighbor's wife, which lumps women in with the donkey and the ass and the slave as property. That's insane. Uh, I mean, it's it's in your Bible. I agree, it's a hundred percent insane, but it's in your Bible. No, it's insane it's that Bible. you're seeing it that I, I, way. I don't, I don't, be, I don't believe that that is accurate or moral. But it's in so. The let me ask: You think that it's okay for a man to covet his wife? I think it's okay for anybody to covet anything. I mean, is it okay for a man not to? Not to what? I don't understand what you. What, are you seeing that as? It's okay for a man to be with another um, um, woman who is married or is not okay? No, coveting means desiring. And a prohibition on desire or an emotion or a thought is a thought crime. 
I mean, it's, it's the basis of totalitarian governments. Go read George Orwell's magnificent 1984. It's a great insight into it. Uh, and our First Amendment, by the way, absolutely, 100% protects the freedom of thought. That's what the six rights protected in the First Amendment are there to protect is the freedom of thought. So you can covet as much as you want. I wouldn't encourage people to act on it necessarily. But you're instance, okay with it happening. It's, it's a thought. The freedom of thought is protected absolutely. Amazing. Do your parents know you this way? Uh, my parents listened to your last interview with me, actually, and uh, enjoyed it. Um, they, they, they're not the biggest fans of you, um, but... <laughs> Are they atheists, too? Uh, my mother's an atheist. Uh, uh, no wonder! I don't know if my dad would consider himself an atheist or Who are not. you closest to, your father or your mother? I'm, I'm close to both of them. They're, they're uh, both really, really wonderful people. Uh, and I'm, I'm lucky to have them in my life, love them both very much, and know they love me as well, despite the fact that you think atheists can't love. Atheists do not have love. I mean, again, I have no doubt about that, Andrew. <laughs> atheists I, do not have love. I love this because you're just, you're just putting your foot in your mouth, and you sound so small-minded when you say things like this. No, you're just, I'm 100% sure about this. I know, and you double down on it every time. It's amazing. Let's go to Jarvis out of... Nashville, Tennessee. Jarvis, you're on with Andrew. Thanks for calling. Hi, Jarvis. Well, what, what I want to just go on and ask the boy, uh, uh, what he think about them swearing in on the Bible every time a president get in since he's so, you know, uh, concerned about religion being in the public square or in government. What you think about that? And give me, a, I want to know what you... That's a good question, Jarvis. Um, I actually, John Quincy Adams swore in on a, a stack of law books, which I tend to agree with. I ain't with. talking about John Quincy. I'm talking about I, what they're doing now. We're talking about I'll, I'll try to answer after I'm talking about now. John Quincy. I don't want to know about him. Hold on. Hold on, John. We'll come back. And folks, when I come back, I'm going to be quiet a little bit and just take calls. Everybody and their mama want to get in on this. Back in a moment. Another thing, Andrew, I just realized about you that I like about you is when music, soul music or good music is playing, you're rocking to it right on. Yeah, yeah, I like to dance. I have some white guys that work for me, and when the music is playing, they don't move. They act as though they don't even hear it. Well, I'm not a good dancer, but I enjoy dancing, and I think that's the main thing about dancing. <laughs> also, <laughs> one last thing, well, not last thing, I, I'm still not getting why you think that the Ten Commandments, the, the Ten Commandments there do not cover it covered another man's wife you don't think that that's good advice i mean i think i think having it as a law is a problem it may be good advice but saying it's a it's a god handed down law that you can't think a certain way is inherently evil it didn't tell you not to it it didn't tell you it's told you don't do it don't wish for it don't get into it because it's good for you and it's good for your family it's good for you not to do that well again it's it's a thought crime uh it criminalizes thought it criminalizes thought, which is oh, the basis of Lord. totalitarianism. Okay, Job, you, you want to go back to Job? We have a lot of folks who want to talk to you. Uh, well, so, I, just wanted, I just wanted to say that I do disagree with using the Bible uh, to swear in. I would like to point out that So Help Me God uh, was not instituted until far into the presidency. George Washington didn't say that. I think it was Chester hey, A. You Arthur know what year we live in? To say it. And I would like to say that I do disagree with using the Bible. I've actually written to President Obama. You can go back and look. I asked him not to use the Bible in the inauguration. Unfortunately, he ignored it. Hey, How about the Koran? How about the Koran? Can they use the Koran? 
I mean, I I don't think they should use any holy. Are book. you against hey, them using I, the Quran? They're, they're swearing hey, didn't it say, to uphold our secular hey, hey, didn't it say that it couldn't it couldn't do some establishing law in that First Amendment because I don't remember them legislating the Bible or the Ten Commandments. So it says something about legislating. What are you uh, talking about? The, the it says legislate. Can you read? Uh, the First Amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That's the first part of it. There's a, a good it, it prohibit the government from passing legislation to establish an official religion, preferring Res one religion over the other. Respecting any establishment of religion. So um, they, they did not legislate the Ten Commandments over there. Somebody uh, gave it to them. It's not, it was not legislated. Uh, uh, what, uh, what, what is being violated? Jarvis, first of all, the, the Oklahoma case was not brought under the First Amendment of the federal Constitution. I want to know what's brought, being violated. It was brought under the Oklahoma Constitution, so, which has a provision that says no public money or property shall ever be appropriated. No, I mean, so, I'm, ta I'm telling you what the Oklahoma Supreme Court let said. Let me ask you like, this, uh, Andrew. Is having a monument uh, uh, the same as establishing a religion or law in your mind? Again, it's not. It doesn't Thank say you, that Jarvis. It doesn't say that they can't establish a religion. It says nothing respecting an establishment of religion. Let's go to Ali right. out of Oregon. Ali, you're on with Andrew. Hi, Ali. Hello, Jesse. Hey, uh, Ali. Uh, I'd like to ask Andrew a question. You, uh, you're for democracy, right? I'm sorry, I'm having a little trouble hearing. He Ali. said, are you for democracy? Uh, yes, I am. Well, then, I, I bet you that there are more people that are for the Ten Commandments being in the courthouse who live in Oklahoma. Yeah. Ollie, so you're, why, you're, why? The point that you're going towards is very important. So you're saying that in a democracy, the majority rules, which is true to a certain extent. But the Ten, the ten Amendments, the Bill of Rights, actually removes certain things from the democratic process. So it says that we have, as well, humans they're not, and as well, they're not citizens, even allowed to vote on it. As human beings and as citizens, we have certain fundamental rights, and those include a secular government, the free exercise of religion, the freedom of speech, the right to assemble, the right to a free press, all of those. They can never be subject to majority will. The Bill of Rights exists to protect the minority from the tyranny of the majority, in fact. Thank you, Ali. A quick answer to this. President Obama uh, gave a eulogy to a black preacher in South Carolina last week, standing in the pulpit. He is the president of the United States of America. He's saying amazing grace. Uh, were you okay with all that? Uh, so my, our stance is that public offices should not be used to promote religion. Um, so I didn't see that. I don't know what he said. I don't know how he was introduced. I didn't um, think so. I knew you were going to cower out of that one. I'm not, I'm not cowering out of anything. If, if he was announced as the president and was preaching a sermon saying that Jesus has risen, he's your Lord and Savior, you should be a Christian, then that was absolutely wrong, and it absolutely <laughs> violated the First Amendment. If the he wants to do that... The that sheriff is, didn't say all that, and you went after him. Actually, he did. He said that the world would be better off if everybody converted to Christianity. Well, that's, that's true. But that's true, but he didn't tell you have to. Bob, go to okay. guy. Again, you're social, always science, social science actually refutes the sheriff, and if you go read our original letter, uh, it, it again shows that Countries and states that are the least religious are better off on in terms of violent crime, sexually transmitted diseases, teen pregnancy, all of these measures of societal health. Less religion equals more societal health. Not true, but Baba Gotaga. 
I mean, it's science. You can't refute it by saying not true. No, I don't believe that at go all. Look, go look up the science. I can prove that you're wrong, but I don't have time. I have to have you back for that. Let's go to the Bible. Go to guy. Two things. Jesse, would you uh, check out China in the meantime? Go ahead, Bible. Go to guy. Check out Phil Zuckerman's yeah. meta study. How about that? Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bible. Go to guy. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Jesse. Um, two things. Um, the, their, atheists do have love for each other, but it's a weak and changing human love, whereas there is a divine love from God that is not changing. It doesn't depend on opinion, and it doesn't it doesn't um, uh, um, have all the frailties of human love. It is it is strong. It is powerful, and it it, it causes everything to come into existence. It's that kind of love. Self love. And um, so you're correct when when you're both correct when he says he has love. He has this kind of that disappears kind of love, you know, when you die kind of thing. It just goes, it, it, it's nothing, in other words. It doesn't have any lasting uh, well, power again, thank, to it. Th- thank you for your condescension, <laughs> but uh, you can keep it to yourself. <laughs> Hold on, let me take a break. Back in a moment. Okay, folks, let me just say this really fast. Tomorrow we are doing, uh, we're playing the best of the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show. We're taking off for the, you know, the holiday weekend. And I want to just say to everybody and their mama, I hope that you have a safe 4th of July. Be safe out there. Watch your backs uh, and be safe. And don't forget to look around you. Our country is not the same anymore. Thanks or no thanks to the fallen Messiah, Barack Obama. So be careful. And tomorrow we have some good shows that we're going to play for you. There will be a church service, folks. I, uh, every Sunday morning we have our Sunday morning service. And uh, we're going to even invite atheists to come uh, <laughs> at uh, 10.30 Sunday morning. There's a little fellowship from 10.30 to 11, and then the service start at uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, Andrew, do you have a website or something you'd like to give out to the folks? Yes, I would encourage everybody to visit ffrf.org uh, and join our wonderful organization, become a member, help protect the First Amendment. Uh, help keep state and church separate. That's what we do, in addition to educating the public about non-theism, which we're doing a lot of on this show. Was your father, was your mother an atheist when your father married her? I, I, don't, I don't know. Man, uh, you, you, know, you need to find change, out. People, people change their beliefs over time. I want you to no. ask your dad, was she an atheist? If so, why did he marry, being a Christian, why did he marry an atheist? Here's Here's something that's really interesting to me, you know. Other than me, I wonder... How many of your callers and you, how many open atheists do you really know? Oh, I have an atheist working for me. Okay, but then— And he is a good, one of the nicest atheists you ever want to meet, but he's an atheist. Yeah, but I mean, and how how many do you really know? And you don't even know me that well, you know, but you you have these— I know three now with you. Okay, so you know three. All you guys are good guys. Well, that's wonderful, but then you have the arrogance to speak with 100% authority— about our relationships and our ability to love our family and our children. Atheists don't wife. have it's, love. It's just a, it's a, this is what I mean. I mean, you're, you're proving my point. It's amazing to me. Uh, really amazing. Jason from New Orleans, Louisiana. Greg from Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, and the Bible go-to guy and the rest of the callers. I can't get to you. Uh, will you come back next week? Me? Uh-huh. I, I, I'm having a, yeah sure I'll have, anytime you want to have me on I'll come back okay we'll have you back because everybody and their mama want to talk to you we couldn't get <laughs> to them today I want you and your family uh, Andrew to have a happy and safe 4th of July 
The same to you, Jesse. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. All right, and thank you folks for tuning in and calling in. Have a good weekend. Lee Peterson Show, produced by Bond, Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. Views expressed by guests and callers on today's program may not necessarily represent the views of the station. For more information, call 1-800-411-BOND. That's 1-800-411-BOND. Or visit our website at bondinfo.org.